This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? You protesting democracy now because something that you believe in, you believe in personally, you are so-called protesting, air quotes again, because the results did not come out the You're way right. you wanted them to. That is really the essence of caucasity. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. What say you? Down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life, work, family, and the pursuit of an anti-racist community. Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Melanie. What say you? Sister, sister, sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have survived some stuff since the last time we got together. It is great to see you. Oh, girl. What in the whole wide world? No, let me let me back that up. Oof. What in the United States of America, America. Is going on, girl? Girl, I'm just you keep hearing me go. Woo. I'm exhaling. Woo. Yes. Oh lordy, lordy, the America then just blew up. You didn't have these these white racist people oh god stormed the u.s capital and took it i mean trying to take it over that's what's been happening and for a minute they did they commanded the whole world's attention girl before we just get into that i'm exhaling and i'm saying you look pretty it's so good to see you thank you you know I miss you. I miss you as well. And with such ugliness going on in the United States of America, I'm not going to say the world. I'm going to say the United States of America. Stay in our lane. That I needed to show beautiful on the inside and outside. So, okay. Well, listeners, you can't for that compliment. Now, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The First thing that I thought about when I saw what was happening at our Capitol, when I first started seeing that, I believe it was on January 6th. Yeah, on Wednesday, January 6th. That's right. 2021. Mm -hmm. We were only six days into this brand new year where there is so much hope. When I first saw that, you want to know what I thought about? What? What? Girl, I, I'm serious. I thought the caucasity of it all. Oh, I know. The caucasity of it all. The of it all. Of it all. Oh, man. Can you tell the listeners what is caucasity? Because it's an urban word, so we just need to 
We just need to let y'all know the caucasity of it all. Girl. Okay, listeners. Caucasity, as defined by the Urban Dictionary, very succinctly, and you can find different phrases, but I like different definitions, but I like this the best because it's simple. Caucasity is the audacity of white people, meaning the willingness to take bold risks only white people feel safe doing. Because mm-hmm. you know what I thought? I'm going to tell you, if this was Black Lives Matter, there would be an assassination going on. That's okay. what I thought. As soon as I watched it, girl, as soon as I saw it and it sunk in what was happening, my immediate thought went, the hypocrisy. I didn't, Caucasity didn't come to me, but hypocrisy. What the hell am I watching? And then yes. it sank into, girl, then I went, ooh, ooh-wee. Well, and another thing that came to me right away once I was over my initial, what am I watching? And then I went to, oh, the caucasity of it all. Because who does that? Who does that? Then I sat back and I was like, I said out loud to myself, by myself, "Mm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, we weren't. That's something that that was not surprising. It was, it wasn't expected. But it was not surprising. What's no, I'm saying, no, it wasn't surprising because it wasn't that long ago that they pulled that mess, some version of it in Michigan. And so, um, you know, when they stormed up there in the Capitol and things, and now when you think about it in hindsight, that could have been the practice run, you know, that they was trying to see what was going down and how everything was going to work and this, that, and another. So, no, I'm not surprised. And, you know, as it sinks in further and further, I'm really like, really? I mean, you know, this is this is my this is my I'm a taxpayer. Why? Why isn't uh, my taxpayer dollars working? I mean, because we we pay taxes to to have all kind of services and stuff. This is an epic, epic failure. Epic failure. Epic failure of a lot of things. I I want you to, a couple things you said brought something to mind. Number one, when you say you're a taxpayer, so am I. Mm -hmm. Many of us out, many people of color are taxpayers. But let's just talk about this show is our perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to give you my perspective on being a taxpayer. Never in my whole, whole entire life, as many taxes as I paid, and no, I don't like paying taxes, but it is what it is. But I ain't never thought that I had the right to storm the Capitol. I never thought I had the right to go up in any senator's office or congressperson's office and take their stuff. I know. Caucasity, girl. 
thought that that as a, I never thought that that was, that came with me paying taxes. That right came to me ever, ever. Did you? I, I understand. Now, girl, that ain't never entered my mind. But that's a whole, you know, when we talk about the deepness of this social construct and race and socialization and all of this stuff, it has never entered our mind that we would even do such a thing, especially all the things that you're being fed about what patriotism is and um, loving your country. And, you know, the just think about all the immigrants have to go through when they take their American citizenship classes and the stuff that we put forth as, you know, honor, indivisible, one nation, all of that, never even dream. And then, girl, I'm looking on the TV and watching these white folks beat this man with the American flag. You know, I mean, just whooping him with the flag and busting up stuff. I mean, I just started, I was, girl, let me just say, I was like, look at these thugs. Look at this. This is straight up. This is thuggish and if if i just couldn't help but keep saying i know if these were non-white people that the outcome would be so different and all i heard at that moment was uh, it was a revelation i heard that person who is president at whatever point in time uh he was making a speech where he said uh stand by and stand down or something like that, you know, made those remarks. Then well, but did you hear him say, this is what got me. He said a lot of stuff and it, I was know. just talking about in the, in the past, in terms of preparation, that's what I mean. In, in the present, when he stepped out there and said, we love you, we love you. We love you. You gotta go home now. I know what's I know this is tough for you, but you know, we you gotta go home now, but we love you. Oh my we love you. We love you. Oh my goodness. That was I mean, that was like everything just his very presence makes me sick, but that when he said that, that was like nails going across the chalkboard. Um, it, it, it was just it, it, that phrase from him at that time and that moment with what had happened. We love you. That said everything. That said everything. Let's as sum you, all as, up. As you up. destroy American democracy, right? As you destroy American democracy, we love you. We so love that you. Is absolutely the definition of caucasity and hypocrisy it is the i mean and so what i'm saying to our uh listeners now is what you gonna do you know we've been what what else is left i mean you didn't seen the white man i mean yeah the white police officer um put a knee on the neck of the black man and he died in your face this summer all the other stuff was, you know, behind the scenes. But George Floyd's murder was in your face. And so everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that's happening. And then then now 
now you see these thugs rise up at the U.S. Capitol and the narrative, you know, and I know you've probably seen some of it, people trying to talk like it didn't even happen. Or they're trying to spin it in a different way that they saw something else. Girl, what you say? Girl, okay. You use the word thugs. <clears throat> Thank you for that. It, and that is the same word, thugs, the same word that was so freely used, freely used with the Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah, protest, yes. not Let riots, us, not insurrection. Clearly delineate the difference. Protest, Black Lives Matter, protest, not insurrection of an institution, an invasion of our, our country's capital, a protest. Yeah, seditious act. And actually, seditious. it was, we were violated. It's even, I'm just going to say it's a rape. So I, when I hear thugs, I think about, okay, that word was so freely used to describe what was going on with the Black Lives Matters protest. And yet there was a lot of hesitation within all the media coverage. I don't know if you noticed it. Well, I know you did. All the media, especially early on, nobody was calling them thugs. Nobody was, they were still calling them protesters. protesters. The language, the coverage language was so soft, so soft as these people are breaking, storming, storming, breaking, climbing up the, climbing up the balance and breaking windows and, you know, just beating police and 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 uh media breaking media equipment as we're watching this they're still not calling them thugs they're still not calling them uh describing this as a riot or insurrection they're still not doing that so okay they start calling them thugs but i want you to look at look at black lives matter thugs and then you look at the the Caucasity insurrection thugs. And you tell me you don't see a difference. If you don't see a difference, listeners, if you don't see a difference in your heart and soul, if you do not see a difference, something wrong in those two, those two situations, something is very wrong. I, I pray for you. Let's I, talk about it, though, because some people don't see a difference. They don't. You know what? Yeah, I know. I know. And that's the sadness of it all, that some people, no matter what, like those thugs that participated in the insurrection, if any one of them is listening, girl, you know they're not going to see that. But I, it's not them that that I I even want to bother yeah, this with. Ain't, this ain't for them. We always say that. This is this yeah. You can't do nothing with you. those people. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. It yeah. is the the literally well-meaning majority white people who still support um, the ideals that this man in the White House has. It's them. 
that I want to talk to? Because maybe we can reach one, two, three, four, five. I don't know. I want you to ask yourself, if you are well-meaning, if you're the one that says, yeah, I overlooked everything, but I voted for him because I like his policies. If you were not at that insurrection, you chose not to go. It's you I want to look at. I want you to look yourself in the mirror and go, where do you go from here? What do you do now? And do you see the difference between thug A, and I'm putting this in air quotes, Black Lives Matter protesters and thug C, I'm skipping B, C for, C for caucasity. Do you see the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see any difference? Mm-hmm. Or do you, or do you feel your natural reaction is why are we even comparing them? Why do we even why we it's no comparison? I mean, they're both bad. Now, if that's your natural oh, yeah, that's the minimization. Yeah, <laughs> please do dismiss yourself as well. What's a yes? Yeah. What what I say is I want to take it a little deeper because I'm really hoping for um people to connect in their you know, I call it their psyche and their soul, you know, connect in their mind and their heart that, um, and, and I'm, and I'm talking to white people, you know, I got, I, girl, some, some folks was getting upset with me on my Facebook because I was coming hard, you know, and sending me the little private messages about, uh, do I, it feels like I'm polarizing or this, that, another, when I just talk straight to white people, and I'm like, listen, well, maybe you didn't listen to our Mommy Knows Best episode because because mommy gave us that. And then who else is going to come out? you got to hear some truth telling, you know, so I really am not uh, interested if you feel some kind of way when we come direct like this. You know, when we say white people, white people, white people, white people, and you get upset, this is the moment then for you to turn the station. Okay, because that then this is not for you. But I really feel like the reckoning has come because did you see, did you see how, I mean, the way that the FBI and all these folks are catching these people is because their cousins and mamas and aunties and everybody's diamond on them. They're telling, they're raising up. And I'm saying that is the activism that we really need to get to. You know your Uncle Bob and Cousin Billy and Auntie Sunil um, (laughs) has has been this way for a long time. You know this. You You know this. this. Some of you have moved away from your rural towns so that you could get away from the family and quote, start a new life and run from it. But no, you can't run from it. Patriotism, my friends, right now, white people, friends, the patriotism is to drop that dime on your cousin and uncle in it. If they was there, tell it, you know, tell it. Because (laughs) this right now was a complete violation of our American democracy, and it cannot ever be tolerated. So tell on your people. Tell it. Go tell it on the mountain, sister. Honey, 
go tell go tell it to everybody. But listen, while you were talking, I was thinking, you know, let let me start with your Facebook uh, people who feel a certain way about uh, you know talking about white people. You know, well, we weren't having anything to talk about white people about if white people didn't do white people mess. Caucasity. Caucasity. We wouldn't talk about you. And for what? Well, I know what reason. You just choose not to get it. That's the caucasity of it all as well. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get it. And you don't want to hear it. And you don't want to deal with it. Mm. And that, my friends, has been forever. And that, my white friends and non-friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. White people, that's the bottom line. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to deal with it. So the lesson will continue to come up over and over and over. And the lesson that we got on January 6th that I hope you saw, I was like, whoa, this is a whole nother level. This is white on white crime. And white people died. White people died. Now, let me say very swiftly, and don't you anybody out there try to say that we, you know, Anybody who dies, humanity, That's we all right. for humanity. That's and right. Sad, sad shame. It's horrible, terrible, awful. The white people die. Do you get it now? Yeah. Who, who, you know, you've just, for whatever reason, you don't want to get it. White people die. Somebody that looked like you died. Can you relate now? That's I hope right. so. I really, really hope so. If that's what you needed, to wake up and see that we are all one. We always have been. But for some reason, that white spirit, that white caucasity over hundreds of years has always been driven by keeping somebody else down. And violence. Who brings the violence? Yep. Historically, who... This whole freaking country has been built on violence. Can we just all say the truth? Ooh, girl. I told you before, Mel. I look, as a black woman in America, here go my truth. I never had, I've never had disdain for America in spite of the way they treated my ancestors, treat my parents, treat me, treat you, treat people I love because of the color of our skin, I've never had animosity towards America. I've had feelings about people who do that, people, humans, but not the whole United States of America, which means that I've never had an affinity for it as well. Like that big love, what I've always had is an affinity and big love for my fellow human beings. And I'm smart enough to know it is not every human being in America that continues to carry on these traits that are us, America. That's right. Not the beautiful. We are the ugly. And, and if, if January 6th didn't show you that, I don't know what's going to show anybody out there. We're the ugly. We got to say it out loud. America, the ugly. We got an ugly stain. Well, it's that's like why. Where you done spilled some red wine on? 
the most percent of them. I'm sounding like more the Maury show. You are the white people. Yes. 9.9999% of the people there were white. That's right. And put that put that in context when you think about listeners, when you think about history and the civil rights movement and those images, just close your eyes and not if you're driving though, but close your <laughs> eyes and think about the images that you conjure up in your mind when you think about the civil rights movement, the, the, the struggle, the violence that happened uh, against black people. When you think about that, now juxtapose that to now. Juxtapose that to what just happened on January 6th. You're listening to What Say You. We'll be back in a moment. This is Doug Mackey, producer at Channel 253 and proud Alaska Airlines frequent flyer. What are you excited about in 2021? For me, it's travel. Doesn't that sound amazing right now? I spent most of 2020 looking at the same four walls in my studio, so I'm more excited than ever to get out and see the world. I want to sit in a coffee shop in some new city and read a book, or visit a museum, or visit archaeological sites like Tikal in Mexico. Ugh, it feels so good to think of these things. I know there's a lot to get through before some of that will happen. But where last year it was hard to think more than a week in advance, I have the confidence to actually start planning some vacations now. And that's where Alaska Airlines comes in. I'm not going to the travel sites. I go directly to alaskaair.com and book my travel because I want great customer service and direct flights to my favorite destinations. I also trust Alaska to keep me safe during travel right now. Their standards for social distancing and reduced touch travel are incredibly high. So if you're excited as I am about getting out to see the country, or you have to travel for essential work right now, start with Alaska. Do what I do and skip the travel sites and visit alaskaair.com to book your next flight. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for taking me where I want to go in 2021. And thank you for your support of Channel 253. Welcome back, listeners. This is the West Day You podcast. Audrey and I are having a good time today because we are unpacking that insurrection that happened at the nation's capital. And we're calling this episode, what is it, girl? Girl, this is called Desperate Times. Desperate Times. And we're saying the caucasity. Caucasity of it all. The caucasity Things of it white all. people do. I mean, just the mere fact that that, that was thought up. White people, capacity is the audacity of white people, meaning the willingness to take bold risks only white people feel safe doing. Mm-hmm. That's the urban, uh, urban Dictionary definition. If you didn't know there was such a thing, we're grateful to introduce it to you. Yes. <laughs> Caucasity. Come and on, can I tell you? I know. Can I get an amen out there? Because you know, only white people. Listen, listen. Because the greatest caucasity of it all. This was the greatest caucasity of all times. And the the sheer number of people that were there and followed, 
you know, girl, I thought about this, you know, if I'm in a crowd and somebody said, because I mean, this had to start somewhere, right? There, and and some and the reports are saying that it wasn't all just one type of group. It was like, you know, a bunch of people mingled together, a bunch of different groups. But somebody somewhere had somewhere this got started, and so wouldn't you think this is a bad idea? And so what I can't wrap my well at the time I couldn't wrap my brain around in real time as it was happening. I mean, everybody is just going in like that. And then I thought, hmm, as I'm watching it all unwrap, well, look at this. There's not a lot of police. Mm-hmm. Is And we see now in the films, the police move back barriers. What about the policeman taking a selfie? Ah, no. Okay, let's talk about that deeper because they had help. Inside. It's it was stick- inside. And and I saw um I saw some reports today that were ta- there there were two people that are were arrested and um another 10 to 12 of them are under investigation. Um but yeah, none of this could have happened. Like how come it took so long for the secretary of the army to um let the national guard uh come across the the state lines for Maryland, well- you know? Well, listen, listen, Linda, listen. It's not his fault. The president is the one that calls out the National Guard, gives those orders. I thought it went through the Secretary of Defense. I thought that the... Well, at the end of the day, the Secretary of Defense is going to talk to the president. Well, right? that, I mean, the Secretary... I mean, that's why I'm saying why. I, I'm sure that it came from... Girl, from the something, something smell and stinks. It's yeah. the... Let's go back to the original why. The original something stinks. Why were they not prepared already with the defense in line? Right, because it was all public. I mean, people, they were doing all their stuff on, um, you know, those those websites. Social media, uh, the underground social media, all of these platforms. They knew the intel. Just saying what they were going to do. The intel was there. It was there from the beginning. It was there before any of this gathering. It was there for weeks, weeks. And then um, some of the some of the um, senators and Congress people, they were saying in retrospect, in retrospect, it felt it did feel kind of odd. You know, when they came, they didn't see a lot of police presence, but they just assumed, which I can understand why that you know security had it un- under control on a to all accounts everything that you hear on a regular just a regular everyday at the capitol building it is difficult to get in there michael moore did you see his um facebook live michael moore i, I didn't see the live but i heard about it and i read some stuff that he wrote he's been doing he's been going to that capitol building for 30 years and he's describing you know how, first of all, how um, difficult it is to get in there. And, and, you know, he's with the film crew. So very difficult, even with the film crew, you know, and then how confusing it is to navigate through the Capitol. Yeah. These people, there wasn't security. 
They got in, went security up to the level of what it should have been. They got in and they knew exactly where to go. They knew where to go. They Speaking about, been. what about the brother? Remember the brother that, that they're oh. talking about? Girl, the brother's name is Eugene Goodman. Okay, now when I first saw Eugene, when I first saw the footage, I thought Eugene was running from him, right? Like, so did I. <clears throat> I'm like, oh, God. Understandably so. Eugene, mm-hmm. get your, get, you know, you're going to get hurt. Oh, God, here they come. They're coming for him. Eugene, Eugene. And then it comes out that Eugene was using his head. Eugene, they was chasing yes. him, and he led them up those stairs and away from the Senate chambers. Yes. What they were, you know, they were trying to get in there, but Eugene d- tactically pulled the okie doke. That's what he did. Yes, he did. And and it's like you know that was some that was some urban security right there, honey. Yes, it was <laughs> by any means necessary. By any means necessary. Instinctual. Just, Instinctual. He did Eugene. the, he did the art of war. That's the art of war, Eugene. No bloodshed, right? He just oh, we gotta get. I wish we could meet him so we could give him a hug. That would be, I would love to. That would be beautiful. That would be Eugene, beautiful. if you ever hear us uh, speaking to you, thank you for your service. You know, that was, uh, again, the black man is saving the day. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. wait. I know we want to get back to this, but before we go any further, the, the, the real deal, you hear me? Like, let's uh-huh. get to the root of the matter. What? The root of the matter is they met because the vice president is black, right? And we're getting a new president. Of the incoming regime, yeah. They met, met, met. And then Georgia, the black woman, the black woman, Stacey Abrams and her her peeps. Okay, Stacey Abrams and her people, they just quietly, you hear me? They just quietly kicked ass and they made history. All right. So that's what the, the, this was the caucasity. Is there something about the black Cassidy or can we say (laughs) the, the the black audacity? Uh, Because girl, they dropped the mic on that. They flipped that state and we got not only this is the significance of this. Not only Pastor Warnock, is that how I say Warnock? What is his name? Raphael Warnock. Not only the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church, okay, of uh, Martin Luther King. I mean, that is significant in one way, but mm-hmm. then Osaf, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Him mm-hmm. being the intern. Okay, that is. When you talk about change is going to come, change is here. Whether you like it or not. And I believe that the you know, what happened in Georgia in that Senate race, those Senate races, that was, when you talk about caucasity, that was too much to take. Yes. That was too much to take for people, for the white people who live, for those of them who live 
in a state of caucasity, that Georgia tipped them over the edge. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like getting a shot of booster caucasity, like drinking insure caucasity, like boost caucasity, like <laughs> caucasity at its limits. It was like 10, you know, energy caucasity drinks. Yeah, they drink all them monsters. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to give them an excuse, but that's what it was. Girl, Georgia too. Georgia you- too. I know. It's just like, eh, just if they was leaning, they just fell all the way off the cliff. And- it's that, it's like that, um, that song uh, back in the day, Don't Push Me Cause I'm Don't Close push to Push Me Cause edge. I'm Close to the Edge. Edge, I'm, I'm trying not to lose my head. head. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. It's a Georgia sometimes. <laughs> pushed them over the edge and they lost their damn minds. They, they did. But well, we got to give a shout out because in history, when it's written as it should be, all right, black people did the dang thing. Okay. I mean, those largest counties where there was black and brown, non-white people where they live and stuff. Look at history. I just say, look at God, how karma, uh, all of it just can come back around. I liken it to I'm thinking of of the energy force, like when water, right, swirls around. You think you see how, like, when water is going down a drain, or it's a, it's uh-huh. swirling, right? Water is swirling, and um, this force is the water changing direction, right, and and going the Ooh. other way. So that now you, it's still water. You know, we humans, but we was just like, listen, we gonna turn this around, and so now here we come in the it's in the force right and it just like ah, it's gonna stop everything it's yes gonna, that's the I'm way so, i'm so glad that you mentioned god because throughout all of this from the very beginning as well as to right now well i'm gonna go back four years when trump first got elected i'll go back because there had been drama, you know, and we had seen who he was before he even got elected. And every time um, he did, you know, so over the four years, he did a whole lot of things and we know, whatever. But from the very beginning of him even running, I was like, God's got this. Yeah. got this. This is all, all part of God's plan. It was God's plan for him to run, for him to get elected, for him to do all the horrible, terrible, awful things that he's done over these past years. It it's God's plan for the whole capital thing. It is all part of God's plan. And when you're at peace with God's plan and you're at peace with God, meaning you don't have to see what the outcome is going to be. I don't know what this, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I know this is not the outcome. There will be more. Yeah. They, they already Whatever it is, uh-huh. whatever it is, it's supposed to happen. Yeah. It is, it is going to happen. And there is nothing and nobody who can stop it. And, and no, there is not enough caucasity in this world. Not enough 
to make it whatever God's plan is to make a change. Mm-hmm. There's enough. And clearly God's plan includes change. Yeah. What that looks like, we don't know. But you better know that it's going to be deep and it's going to be real and it's necessary. It's well, necessary. It's, it's the, um, I mean, people have to choose sides now. Either you're anti-racist or you're not. I mean, oh. that's the, um, that's the point right now because there's no more evidence that needs to be presented. I feel like this is the, this was the closing <laughs> argument. You know, if you're going to have a trial on this matter, this was the closing argument. What else do you freaking need to know or see in order to determine that you're going to choose to live and walk as an anti-racist human? You know, someone that is consistently combating these, the structural racist, racist system. You, we already agree. Nobody had a choice. We were all born into this. And then at some point, some of us woke up earlier than others to what the system actually is, how to navigate it. And, you know, we've all got battle scars, this, then, this, that, and another. But at the end of the day, you know, what else do you need to know? You don't need to know. We didn't do the, remember all of our little episodes we didn't talk about? Are you anti-racist or not? We go draw the line in the sand. So, I mean, now we just saying we told you. That's why we are surprised. This crap is happening. And these are your cousins, uncles, aunties, nephews, sons, daughters. Yes. <clears throat> this is your family. These are your people. And so well, there, there well, really, really, really has to be an intentional, concerted effort um, of healing and reconciliation. That is the work of the day. Well, I want to add to that. When we talk about healing and reconciliation, there can be no healing and reconciliation without recognition. Okay, girl. What I mean by that is uh, you, you can't heal what you don't recognize. And if you don't feel that there is a need to heal, then you're not going to be part of the solution. And that's, that's what has, that's why this stain is still under the area rug. Okay. 2021. Now you have seen in the sixth day of 2021, you have seen, I mean, not only was it a, a, a glass of wine, You've seen a whole damn cellar of wine spilt on the carpet. You do not have an area rug that big, big enough to cover that stain. Yeah. So guess what? You're going to have to recarpet the whole damn house. Yeah. And not just the room, because guess what? They don't sell that carpet no more. That you used to have, you got to recarpet the whole house, America. It's time for us to recarpet. That's Don't right. Don't clean up. I got. The, let me say this real quick. Let's pick out pick out new carpet together. Yeah, and girl, I'm gonna still go back to episode two, three, and four. America is in the midst of colon hydrotherapy. 
girl. <laughs> I'm just going to say, we haven't, we're having the procedure. You know, before we said we needed colon hydrotherapy, the procedure is in motion. Do you hear me? You sit with that image right there. Oh my goodness. But I want to, I just want to shift. Did you want to say something? Well, I just wanted to say that we don't want to forget because I know when you and I were talking earlier about this whole uh, uh, resurrection and the violence and the thugs and the difference in how uh, these <coughs> Caucasian people were treated versus how Black Lives Matter, when we were talking about all of that on our own you brought up something very interesting that had a, a, a local a local tag to it oh. from way back when. Oh, and look, girl. When, a Hosmer, something about Hosmer. And, and Hosmer. I had forgotten about it until you um, you mentioned it. Talk yeah. about that. Well, when we were talking about um, the police's complicitness in inside the, mm -hmm. the inside job, it just reminded me of years back, and if you've lived in Tacoma for a while, um, you could probably remember this, at the point where, um, well, the Planning Commission had determined years ago that the hilltop area was, was rising in its property values, and it kind of needed to reclaim that area, okay, because folks have fled out to the suburbs, and then Okay, because I'm, I'm putting my analysis in here. I'm not saying exactly that's what the Planning Commission said they did it for, but mm -hmm. this is what I figured out. And so in order to get people to move, because there was a lot of black and brown people up there living. So in order to get people to move, you had to um, instill fear. You know, there had to be some kind of fear instilled. So y'all might remember the shootout on Ash Street back in the day. It was the drug situation. And it was a news report. And there was like, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of rounds of shots fired up there because there was apparently a drug deal going down. And um, so there was shots fired, shots fired. I mean, like it was big freaking chaos. Okay. And so then as the news report started to come out, then they said, oh, there were some rangers, right? The rangers were up there on the hill and they were, somehow they got in the middle of it, you know, but they, these were the rangers, your army trained sniper rangers firing all these shots and stuff, right? But then they're reporting like, and nobody got hurt, you know, miraculously, nobody got hurt. And I'm saying to myself, well, why didn't somebody get hurt? And why would somebody die if you got these trained army military personnel shooting off rounds and that's what they do? Why didn't somebody get hurt? Mm. Talk about it. No, you just trying to scare people? That was all. It and then the next thing you know, we ended up on 60 Minutes, right? The, the shootout on Ash. So now everything is all eyes are on, on Tacoma. Dun, dun, dun. And then people start selling their houses and moving out of there. And, and look what it is now. Girl, back in the day, you didn't never see no white people on Hilltop. I mean, ever, never, you ever. And, 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 folks. 
and the black people were sitting on prime property, prime views, which is why the white people are there now. Yes. That you told that the story that you told just then is the exact example of gentrification. Yeah, that's I mean of of pieces of the gentrification process. Right, but you talk about complicity in the system, and it can't be you. It's it's stuff that has to be helped. You know, I mean, I just asked the that came back to me. Because I'm like, why didn't somebody get hurt? Just like it came to me in this security system, where the people was, you know why? They just, like in some of the things, they just walk through the gate. I mean, let them walk through. I mean, we also talked about, and and I think we might've said this at the beginning, you know good and daggone well that if it had been black and brown people or others they wouldn't have even let alone they wouldn't have even made it close to the capital let alone up two steps scaling some walls there would have been no hesitation to shoot shoot to kill and you know we telling the truth you know it would have been ju- it would have been justified and i'm putting justified in in air quotes it would have been justified they trying to breach our capital that's right we have to use force by any means necessary. That would have been the mindset that has been the mindset, even when it's just a protest with black and brown people. That's right. It was a freaking insurrection. And let me tell you about the people that got killed. The circumstances around them getting killed. The mob mentality, because this, this was a mob, right? This was a mob. This was a mob. And this is how vicious caucasity, how viciously caucasity can run through the bloodstream. You're killing somebody for what? What and and you 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 what are you doing? What are you you're not protesting? What are you protesting? They're protecting our heritage. Why didn't you didn't get your way? That's right. You, you protesting democracy now because something that you believe in, you believe in personally, you are so-called protesting, air quotes again, because the results did not come out the You're way right. you wanted them to. That is really the essence of caucasity. The, an institution, an American institution that has been around forever, but you feel Caucasian person in your privilege, and that word privilege just makes you go off if you're that kind of white person, you feel so strongly in your privilege that something's gotta be wrong. I'm gonna make, and quite frankly, they know that there's no voter fraud. They know that. They know that. But caucasity takes over and says, we going to make it happen. Because mm-hmm. that's what we white- could come out the way we want to. Because we, we have the right to do that. Yeah, that's called heritage. Like right before, and speaking of heritage, as we go, I would like to leave our listeners on an on a um, 
I want to give you like a call to action or something. So I really want to invite you to check out South Sound Anti-Racist Project, because if you are waking up right now, again, maybe you didn't get it before, <laughs> but you waking up now, we ain't mad at you. You know, just come on. South Sound Anti-Racist Project um, is a place for white people to go to um, have a supportive environment to start to unpack these things. And if you're wheeling or spinning or whatever about what just happened, that's a good support group to be in because I really feel like every we, we need support right now. Now, black folks, we've been dealing with this for a long time. We was like, dang, it's about time. Get my popcorn and sit back because this ain't our struggle right now. White on white crime. White on white going on right now. So join which is a Huh? Which is white on white crime, which is a term you don't hear used. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, something else. Something else. But, but this is this is this is the this is the ultimate of that. So go get some help. South Sound Anti-Racist Project. That's one thing. And then the other thing is Audrey and I, um, I came back from my mountaintop experience um, that I did for New Year's in terms of clearing my mind. And one of the things that we did while I was on the mountaintop was to just kind of tackle these issues um, in real time and bring it from the perspective of the black mind and uh, liberation mindset. So one of the movies, we watched this movie called Antebellum. And uh, I want to just offer that if you are not clear, 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 clear about what your cousins and aunties and uncles and stuff is fighting about. Your great grand people. Your grand people and everything. Great, great, great. If you're not clear on what they actually fighting about. I think you want to watch Antebellum. Okay. So yes. Put that out there. You could get it on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. But, um, and please, please watch it to the end, okay? Some of it is super hard to watch. Some of it is really hard to watch. I had to watch it in chunks because I couldn't stand it all. But if you're going to get the whole message, then you have to watch it all. Sister? Yes, I'm glad you brought up Antebellum. Uh, that, oh my gosh, that is so profound, especially right now. So please do white people watch it and then i want to leave with this that you know we've never been mad at you people of color when i say mad at you this generation we've never we've never hated you i should say that because i've been mad at you sometimes we just can can you just can you just stop with the caucasity and let's join together and and, and get the love going that's all i'm gonna leave with that drop yep. the mic and i'm gonna say Love will win. Boom. Amen. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, 
and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.